Now I'll start Longbox Heroes After Dark 311. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. The onions get me every time, Joe. Is that all you get there is the pizza? Yeah. Why? why ch- I, every restaurant I have, if I ever go to a restaurant, certain restaurants with the summer you, Scott, he will yes. order for me. When we went, when we go, when we go, because it started with, do you remember where we kind of went for my birthday a while back? It was that bar. Yeah. In well, if I go with Shooter Scott, McGavin's or whatever it is. Yes. AJ's Club Soda. Um, Scott Club will soda, go. Ronnie Zuko. Yeah. Scott, I mean, I'll never forget. We sat down and I went to say, it was like, what do you, like, he went around the table and they were getting to me and Scott goes, no, no, no. I'll order for the gentleman. He will have the chicken teriyaki stir fry with two sides of broccoli because you get two sides with it. And the guy looks at it and I go, he's absolutely right. And I didn't like prompt him beforehand. Like I have my, if I have a restaurant, like there's always, there's always my go-to thing, like a black t-shirt. So I don't have to make fucking decisions. This is what I like. And there's a few restaurants where there's like a couple of things that I've tried. Um, but I don't want to be disappointed when I go out for a meal. And I don't go to rest the same restaurant like you know in this in this twice like within a couple months. So it's like, oh, I haven't had this in a while. You know what I mean? So it's not mm-hmm. like I'm eating the chicken stir fry from this restaurant like twice a week or three times a month. It's I haven't been here in six months. This is even before the pandemic. So that's my go-to thing. Why would I try something else? I know I love this. Now, this is um, yeah. I'm I'm of the same mindset, right? I'll always look. Oh, I'll just look. In case. Yeah, I'll always look. But I usually have at most places that I eat two standing orders, and I say this because you have a breakfast standing order and a lunch dinner standing order. Right. And I say standing order. It's not like I walk in and they know what I'm getting. Well, some restaurants do with me, but go ahead. Right. Well, again, it used to, I I used to have you know, um, and I hate to retread old uh, old ground here, but there was a Terry's Diner in Music that when I worked in an office, not from my home, and my kid was small, I would take my kid from where I am to my folks' house, drop him off. And then on my way to work, I would swing by and get like a takeout order from mm-hmm. Terry's of a uh, omelet that had onion, bacon, and spinach, and a double order of uh, hash browns. Right. And it was just like I'd call, and they're like Joe, and they're like I'm like yes, and they're like it'll be ready in 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. Yep. yep. Um, but most places, like I said, there's the lunch standing, lunch dinner standing order, breakfast standing order, and then there's a like there's a there's a question mark, right? Mm-hmm. Because you go to a place like let's say Cracker Barrel. Do you eat at the Cracker Barrel? I don't think there's one up your neck of the woods. Not that it'll, you no, live this great distance and, away, right? And just so you know, there's not one in your neck of the woods either. There's not a Cracker Barrel around here. Not anymore. I don't think. I think it shut down. See. You you do this to me all the time where you're like, oh, these places are all closed down. And I don't think – I drove by Cracker Barrel less than a week ago, and the parking lot was, like, bustling. Okay, well, then it's closing down. That one's the one that – because I know I I said what? I said Chi-Chi's last week or Chili's. Yeah. And you didn't believe me? Well, now uh, – 
Cracker Barrels in Wilkes-Barre is closing or it is closed? I don't know. No, it can't be. I know Bob Evans closed. Right, because it became, didn't that become the Chick-fil-A? No, oh, that was the sports restaurant. Right. No, I'm telling you, there's nothing on here that says about nothing doing with Cracker Barrel. Okay, maybe the I'm Hardee's, wrong. The Hardee's closed. Okay. The Hardee's that was in the gas station closed. That was good. And that was a sad one when I found out that one was gone. <laughs> a sad day in the Sposto household. And then the IHOP that got popped for like two uh, health code violations is still open. Because How do I know this? Because there's a new billboard advertising that they're still open. Okay. I was I had to go to Wilkes-Barre today, Joe. Yeah, so, I heard. So I did take a swing by the IHOP to see if it was still open. Because I was thinking about if it wasn't pizza with onions today, it was going to be uh, some pancakes. But I only like IHOP when it's bottomless pancakes. And I'm just like... When I can't, when I have to shuffle out of the seat because I, there's no more room between me and the table, that's when you can stop bringing the pancakes. But when you do the bottomless pancakes, they always bring you like flimsier, shittier pancakes than the actual pancakes. That's fine. I'll yeah. eat twice the flimsier, shitty pancakes to make up for it. That's true. But I noticed, I you know, I mentioned to you, I went and got Chinese food. You know, um. I when you when you would get the pork fried rice as part of a combo, I noticed they were skimping on the pork. Ah, but if you order like a straight up pint of pork fried rice, you get a more you get like more pork than rice. Right, right. I'm not sure how this works, but it's the Darth Vader of pork fried rice. Yes, (laughs) more pork than rice. But I'm a shrimp fried rice man myself. You know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, I've always been a shrimp fried rice, but I've just been on a kick lately. I want some pork fried rice. Now, I do. Okay. Chinese is the one, like, one of the places that I always kind of get the same things. But I, uh, that's one of them that I legit have, like, a rotation. There's, like, three things that I like. The chicken with broccoli is, like, my go-to anywhere. Um, General So's, but since... The restaurant that I get changed hands. I refuse to get general shows anymore. I forgot like three times that I wasn't doing it. And three times I got, I was like, oh, this is mushy and just terrible. Um, And then the third choice, and I always get pork fried rice with this, is I like the boneless spare ribs. Ah. That's good. You put a little bit of soy sauce. Oh, my God. Just clog those arteries, Todd. Because usually I'll get the um, the chicken wings, you know? Ah, I've never had the chicken wings from there. From, like, my restaurant. Right. But, and lately they've been, like, huge. But now the chicken wings, like, this week they were, like, these tiny piddling, like, regular-sized chicken wings. Right. They're trying to save COVID money. I don't know what they're doing. They're getting the baby chickens and whacking them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, we taught. Oh, so uh, before we started recording, right? I was lamenting about how I don't like the new Twitter interfaces. Mm-hmm. They're really bothering me. And just as I'm like peeking at Twitter on the desktop because I'm an old man, it pops up. It's like because of your interest in cartoons, right? Like, 
It's like here's a bunch. It's like here's Cartoon Network. Here's this. Here's that. And I'm just like, I don't want this shit. If I wanted it, I'd ask for it. Right. Well, they're gonna give it to you whether you want it or not, Joe. I don't want it. But <sighs> it you're complaining about the free app, Joe. I'm complaining f- about them trying to do things to me through the free app that I don't right. want. Somebody explained to me once, are you complaining about the th- thing that you use for free? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So, but I also hate technology, Joe. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know if you know this, but lately I've been getting my, I, I got my music in order and I was doing Oh, stuff. yeah, I, I heard about this. Right? <laughs> so... <laughs> So, have you ever heard of an app called uh, Google Music or Google Play Music or whatever? Yeah. Right? So, I have it on my phone. And uh, your your co-host, the fancy gentleman, was telling me a while back. I'm like, oh, I was thinking about getting a, you know, an MP3 player. He's like, why are you thinking about getting an MP3 player? Because your phone holds, like, has like a hundred gigs of like memory that you're not using. And I'm like, and I don't have a hundred gigs of music so I could put all my music on it, but I didn't. So I decided over the, you know, I decided to take, uh, uh, Google music and put in like all the music that I like, like that I, that I more or less listen to, not everything, but I made playlists and I made like all this stuff, like in the last three or four months and, uh, put all my eggs in the Google play basket. And then I find out that they're getting rid of Google Play like this month. So they're like, which they, I did not know. Is it gone or are they replacing it with something else? Well, it is going and being replaced with YouTube Music, oh. which is an app. But what I found out was that, uh, like you said, you're an old, I'm an old too. Yeah. Like I, I want MP3s and stuff like that, where the Google Play app apparently is you put your music in this this imaginary cloud that's like the spaghetti monster. I don't believe in it, Joe. Right. So, so you put it in there and then you could stream your music wherever you go. And I'm like, that's just an opportunity to make me use tons of data. And you want me to get my like unlimited data things. But if I have my MP3 flavors, MP3 saved on my phone, then I don't have to stream and I don't have to worry about any of that stuff regardless. But I did all that and now it's that they want to do that. So when I got the thing, they're like, oh, you can transfer all your stuff over to YouTube music. And I was like, oh, okay, I will. All my playlists, all this, and I do it and I get there and I have all the playlist names that I have, but none of the music in it because I didn't put any of the music in the cloud. Do you know what I mean? It's still on my phone. It's like, oh, you were just going to transfer one cloud to the other cloud. I'm like, Jesus Christ, isn't it easier just to have the fucking music on your phone? Like clouds and, and downloading. I'm like, it's here. And when I did do it and I'm like, oh, well, you could still use it to play the music that's on your phone. The, the organization is garbage. If you have, if you have like uh, on the, the Google music one, it'll be like, all right, I, it's, it's organized by, I can go by playlist, I can go by artist, I can go by album, or I can go by song. So like, and then all of those will be alphabetized. So they'll have all the albums alphabetized. They'll have all the artists alphabetized. And if I go by songs, they'll, they'll all be alphabetized. But I, who would go by that, right? Who would organize their music alphabetically by song? Like, that's the way you're going to listen. No, I want to listen to an album or an artist. 
That's the way YouTube music is. If you choose, if you choose like this artist or album, everything's in alphabetical order by the song. There's really no organization. I'm like, this is bullshit. So <laughs> I, I know I'm rambling and probably not making any sense, but it is a clusterfuck. And I found this out by one morning I woke up and it's just like, I, I was going to listen to some music and, it, and Google play says, no, no more. Can't use it. Put everything over into the YouTube. So I tried that. Then in the middle of the night, my decided it was going to do a complete update. Like the one that made you like sleep past a podcast. Yeah. That happened to me and I woke up and now Google play music is working again. So when I was talking to the fancy gentleman the other day during porch talk after one of his famous doll safaris, he was here. Um, he, uh, he, I told him about all this and I said, so now I think that like since the update and I can use Google music, I'm going to be an ostrich and put my head in the sand and believe it's never going to go away. <laughs> it's going to work till the end of time. And he's like, Todd, that app is going to shut down and go away. And I'm like, no, it's not. It works right now. And until it doesn't, I'm going to believe it's going to work until the sun goes Nova. That's, that's the way I'm planning on this. I'll f that's tomorrow's problem, Joe. But it's got me flustered. This sounds like my problem with every pod catcher in the world. Mm -hmm. It never works the way that you want it to. And there's nothing... Nothing beats having physical media, okay? When it comes to, like, TV shows or movies, because there's so many streaming services, and things get pulled and moved and flipped and flopped off different streaming services all the time, right? It's not even censored. Right, and then, like, the or, or it'll be, like, right, it'll be different versions, or it'll be different music, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, I have a bunch of, like, movies and TV box sets that I'll never get rid of. Now, mm -hmm. music, on the other hand, is another story. You know, I, I do have a lot of physical music, physical CDs, but I haven't bought, like, an actual physical CD since the last Foo Fighters album came out, like, whatever the hell that was. But the way that I do my music is I have MP3s, Todd, on my computer going back to stuff that I downloaded in, like, 2000. Mm -hmm. And there's stuff in folders. And there's stuff that's organized by artist, by genre. There's all these sort of things. And I know where it all is. And it's organized the way that I like it to. And then there's certain days where, like, I'm in the mood for a certain type of music. And typically I listen to a lot of podcasts anyway. So I don't listen to a lot of music. Mm -hmm. But I always have a folder on my MP3 player, separate from my phone. Because I don't like using my phone as my MP3 player. I know there's millions of, you know, megs and gems of memory or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. Right. Right on my phone, but I use my phone to like play games or like look at other stuff. And I know you can run multiple things at the same time, but then I got to have headphones plugged into my phone. I've lived my life with a separate, you know, I remember a time when I was ripping things onto an MP3 CD and like walking around with a Sony disc man, like with a disc of MP3s before hey. they had like a dedicated MP3 player that wasn't an uh, Apple product. Right. Which is a whole other kettle of fish that I don't even want to talk about. Right. Well, I remember having an actual tape walk, man. Oh, with sure. The, with the cassette that I recorded songs off the radio because I knew stuff was coming up. It was like at the top of the hour, the new tears for fears song. Not that I was a big tears for fears fan, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and like, that's my, that's my, the only thing I never really had 
that I listened to a lot of things on was a record player. Like we did have a record player in the house and I listened to a couple of records that we had. There was like a, a Christmas with the super friends when I was a kid that I have um, that I used that I used to listen to. And I had a couple other ones when I was really, really young. But then right after that, I, I, I remember winning an eight track player for Cub Scouts, which that'll, that'll date me, you know what I mean? For selling like, uh, candy and whatever, like when you used to sell things and you'd win prizes. And then after that it was tapes and stuff after that. So like, I'm, I'm like physical, physical media guy my whole life and don't like the idea of just buying digital stuff. I don't know. So I, I rambled there, but you were saying Joe. I was, you know, I think we had discussed this before where, you know, I was a physical media person as well as a kid. Like I had a box full of 45s and, you know, we had a dedicated like, you know, I had like the little mini kid record player that worked fine up until I was like, had a tape player, Mm -hmm. a cassette recorder, if you will. And then I, right now I sprung for like the boom box that had the dual tape deck. Because mm-hmm. as you mentioned, I I knew a song was coming up on the radio, so I would throw the one tape in and record like the hour of the music that was going to play, mm-hmm. and then I would edit just the one song off of that hour of music, because yep. a lot of times you would get it, and maybe like they would do the radio talk up, kiss up oh. on your, uh, on there, and they talk over a good chunk of the thing, so now I got to find a better version Mm-hmm. where they're not talking all over like the sweet guitar licks at the front of the song. <laughs> right. So basically the boom box, your boom box was the caveman ringtone maker. Yeah. Yep. But no, I get you. I did the same thing, man. And oh, the, the worst was if they didn't talk on the intro, you were like, I got this. And then on the outro, they were like, that was, yada. yeah, they'd come in. and you'd be like, you son of a bitch. I'm trying to think what the, it was the post. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that from my uh, listening to Howard Stern days where you have, there'd be songs that would have like the front post. Then there'd be songs that would have like two front posts. And then you'd have the song that would have like a, uh, a front post, a second post in the front, and then the, the end post as well. And those were all the things where like you can come in and they would say if you could hit the post, uh, as it were, when it comes to talking over the instrumental part and kissing like what you were saying like the call letters for the radio station like you say the call letters and then like literally as you're done saying the call letters they start singing in the song like that's hitting the post mm-hmm. and uh we don't do it very often because no one goes in my car when i'm in my car i always have my uh mp3 player and i'm listening to podcasts and my wife has the bluetooth pandora gimmick for her fancy car that she got this year Right, right. But the far and few between times when we'd listen to the actual radio and I'd listen to these hackneyed, low-rent people <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these people can't even hit the post. <laughs> my wife's like, no one cares but you. And I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Using 1970 radio lingo in your car. But I, the, the, the dual tape deck thing, uh, you know, the primitive version of the ringtone maker was something that I carried over to taping my ECW wrestling and my Simpsons. Because, Todd, you may not know this. Right. um, That when you would record on a six-hour 
SLP VHS tape. <laughs> right. Once you start to get to the end and you would pause or you would stop to begin your recording again, usually within the last like half hour of the tape, right? Mm-hmm. When you would hit stop, the tape would automatically rewind itself a couple seconds. Right. Because it's trying to, like, give you the most out of your tape. Okay. Not realizing that I'm trying to stop it at that exact moment so I can stop where I need to so I don't cut out, like, the joke that goes out to commercial on The Simpsons. Right. <laughs> so it wasn't until about season three of The Simpsons where I realized, because, like, I was just throwing shit in and, like, you know, you tape something off HBO and, like, you're taping something for, an, like, an hour and a half, an hour and a half, and an hour and a half. You're not stopping and starting to cut out commercials and shit, Right. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons. So after around the third season or so, I figure out this is what the v, the the thing is doing. I learned, so I'd have the two VCRs. <laughs> right. I would record the Simpsons on an SP tape, so it's the highest quality. <laughs> then I would play that back, and I would record so that I could like I'd watch, and like you know how you'd have the timer on your VCR. Yep. I'd write down those time codes. Oh, so I'd have the two sets of time codes going, the one on the SP tape and the one on the SLP tape. Mm-hmm. So then I would start noticing when I got to the part on the SLP tape, the one that I kept, where that you would hit stop on something and you're looking at the timer and you see the, the timer click back like five clicks. Right. You're like, okay, so now what you have to do is you have to hit play on the SLP, watch it. Hit the post to the commercial. <laughs> God. Hit pause. Okay. While you're still playing, hit pause on that black screen but where it cuts from the episode to commercial. Then, from you still hitting play and hitting pause, from there, you then hit record. It doesn't give the VCR the chance to go back a couple seconds, and it automatically turns it off from pause play mode to record mode right there was a lot of science going on in this supposed to household is when that I had a the time on my hands this is the, the way that i am todd didn't happen overnight <laughs> i was just gonna say was it your mother your father or a nanny that held your hand to like the stove to show you it was hot <laughs> because some somewhere along the line you were damaged not any more damaged than I am, but, you know, damaged nonetheless. I think a lot of it is control. Mm-hmm. Living in a house with three brothers, whatever was going on. It was something that I had, like, the smallest amount of control over. Okay. See, my damage comes from a a a person who was like you know you're supposed to look up to no matter what decision you made was always the wrong one so in the end i'm just like i have a trouble making a decision bringing it around to restaurant orders or i just don't care i'm like do whatever you want and we'll figure it out that's like why my brain is wired the way it is either i can't decide or i don't care it's one or the other there we go. I think we're working out our, you know, abnorm- abnormalities here on the, the, the After Darks. And uh, so where I was going with all this was Sorry. the original. So we were going to talk about me 
not sleeping because I'm doing the... Todd, did you know that when you record a podcast that's six hours release, it usually takes up a lot more actual time than the six hours that gets released to the people? That doesn't make any sense. I figured it was all like, you know, bang, boom, bang. It was like an actual time. Right, because you and I are on the Skype of a phone from like 9 to like 11.30-ish. Right. And that chops up nicely as about an hour and a half podcast and about a 30-minute podcast. There's some filler in there that has to be <laughs> gently removed. <laughs> yes, that's right. Tenderly discarded. Yes. Uh, so doing Between the Sheets this week, the wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. um, it's as... Most of you will be listening to this. The folks that pay the five dollars on Patreon already got a chance to listen to this. Um, but as we record this, I'm only halfway done with recording what we have to do. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was on the phone, I was on the Skype with um the guys who do the podcast. So I'd contacted them. I got my days mixed up because like the way they do things, the way their release schedule, and like usually they do a week and like just the way that things worked out, it's like, oh, this episode we're covering like eight days, and this this episode we're covering like however many days, right? And like my week is an actual like seven day week. Um and I go, oh, Monday and Wednesday. And it's been like a year and a half since I've done the podcast. So I forgot. Like, I listen to it. I listen to it every goddamn week. But, like, for some reason I forgot, like, oh, when I say, like, I'm good Monday and Wednesday to record, it's like, oh, that's right. We'll need both Monday and Wednesday to record. <laughs> right. So Monday's a late night for work. Um, my kid's school uh, district had, like, problems with their servers. So, like, they had to do a lot of their, like, my kid couldn't do his normal schooling during normal schooling hours. So I was helping my wife doing other stuff while she was assisting my kid with doing the school stuff. So it's like I just finished dinner and I sit down on the couch and it's like 8.01 and I get a message from the one guy. It's like, hey, where are you? We're supposed to be recording right now. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm so used to recording at like 9 o'clock for all my other shows. Like mm-hmm. when we spoke, it was never said like we're starting at 8 o'clock. Right. It was just, oh, like, oh, don't you remember from a year and a half ago when you're on the show and we recorded at 8 o'clock? And I'm like, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go, we record. And the one guy is like, listen, guys, I have a hard out at 11 o'clock. I'm done. And, like, the whole time we're recording, he's messaging me and the other guy of, like, come on, let's not, come on, let's wrap it up. Let's move along. Let's move along, you know? Because we're just fucking around. We're telling stories. We're being jerk-offs, right? Right. The thing so. you hate the most on these <laughs> podcasts. But it's related to what we're talking about. Sure, you know? sure, sure. It's the supposed to when I do it, it's okay bullshit. <laughs> when but you, anyway. Listen, when you listen to the six-hour-plus wrestling podcast that drops on Monday morning, you can come back and tell me how much what I said fit into the, <laughs> the topic of what we're discussing. Right, sure, okay. So I might actually listen to that six-hour nightmare yeah. and, come, and come back with Todd's Servation. Yeah, I'll post it on the site. Okay. I know I have access. I was going to say, you can do it yourself. You know how to do it. <laughs> That's right. So okay. it's, ele- it's 11 o'clock. Like, so it's like, it's like 10 to 11. And he's like, all right, we finished this part. We still have this and this left to do. And like, do you th- he goes, do you think we could record earlier on uh, Wednesday? <laughs> and I go, I go, well, I work until six. And he's like, you work from home though, don't you? I go, 
<laughs> I'd That's like to tell him that on Wednesdays I get an hour, out an hour early so I can go pick up my comic books. Oh, and I go, I work till six. And he goes, Will you work from home? I go, Seven? He goes, Seven it is. And it was like, and then he just dropped off the call. You know, I'd like to piss and eat after I work. <laughs> so then me and the other guy end up being on the phone or being on the Skype for like another three hours. Oh my God. And you're the worst too. When we're done, you're like, not even just like recording. Those are like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm tired. Just, but just wrestling chat. boy. You we like, chat, we chat. but that's the thing. We chat when we're done. But a lot of times you're like, I know you got to get to Ed. And I'm like, I do. You, you know, know, but yeah. no, but like when it's wrestling, you, you, your feet grow roots, man. Well, I guess what we were talking about was wrestling related. Right. I can only imagine how long the uh, at odds before and after are with you and, and, and Adam. Not, you know what? Not not as long as you think. Right. Right. You know, a lot of times Adam, uh, especially during these fake sports seasons <laughs> where Adam's like, oh, we've built I've. I've built up a Knicks game I want to watch or something. I don't know <laughs> much, you know? Get the ball in the peach basket. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the World Championship of Curling is on, and I got to make sure that I don't get it spoiled for me on curling Twitter. Right, but, you know, they don't give the respect to mowing or larrying either. Ugh. So Wednesday, we're <laughs> recording the rest. For those of you that care, we already did the ECW stuff, which is like the main thing mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. me being on this episode. Because I get to tell in full detail my live account of being there for the infamous fire chair incident. Mm-hmm. Do I at least get a mention for uh, oh yes, attention deficit criminals? Okay, so we're going to wrap <laughs> up things here. We were going to talk about Borat too, but like I'll just say I like Borat too. How about that? Borat 2 was was a bit overrated. That's all I'm really say. yes. One and then we'll get to your shit. One, they blew the ending with Giuliani all over the internet, which is a disgrace. Um they okay. I get why they did it. I wish they did it. Right. Two, um, I really love that first Borat, and this one was like obviously more plotted. And like, what's what's the what's the three letters you do you do? Is it ADR or ARD? After something recording. Oh yeah yeah ADR ADR. A lot of this stuff, like I could hear the a- ADR, like it was tampered with, and it was like little bits that were more real. And I'm not even sure how staged they were. It just seems like. This one was more scripted than, and obviously he couldn't mess with people the way he used to because he's more well-known. And they even do it in the beginning of the movie where he's like, hey, Borat, Borat, Borat. But I was kind of like, man, like the scripted stuff, just like a lot of it fell flat for me, like really flat. I So spoilers for Borat, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the fact that he was the one that that uh, Kazakhstan through Borat was the one that started the coronavirus. Right. Uh, I liked the uh, cameo with Tom Hanks in Australia. That was fun. That was great. Right. Um, I thought the scene at the debutante ball that was with the moon blood. That was tough. But my favorite part of that was <laughs> when he got the guy to say his daughter was worth 500 bucks. Yeah. Because you could see him realize he made a mistake instantly. 
<laughs> it's like, the do- the daughter turns around. That's gross, and you're like, you're done, father. You're done. Like, give it up right there. So I my- get. I get that they tried to humanize the Borat character a bit by, like, the building of the relationship with him and the daughter throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And I can get, like, I get it. I liked it. It was fine. I like the stunts and the everything more, but that's what the TV shows and stuff that he does where there doesn't have to be a narrative. Right. Or the movie, I think they felt they needed to have a narrative mm-hmm. as the through line through everything. Okay, whatever. But there was a lot of stuff that, Obviously, watching the original Borat in 2006 versus, versus watching this one now, we're, I think we as a culture in many ways are a little bit smarter to think to things like this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, which of this like feels cooked? And which of this was filmed before this? Or where did they film this? And then now we need something like, oh, we have this segment, okay? And mm-hmm. how great would it be if in this segment we had X? Okay, so now months or weeks later we're going to go pick up X, insert it in this thing that we've already filmed to make it seem like it's just all seamlessly happening at the same time. Right, right. So I, I was out of that throughout the movie. Right, because I was talking with somebody in like the Pence thing where he goes in dressed as Trump. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if all that actually, like, I do believe he, he, he got escorted out of something, but I don't know if it was like Pence, like if he got that close to Pence as it seems. Okay. And and then, because it's like, I believe we would have heard about that. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just weird. So here's the thing. We did hear about it, but two things about it is the news cycle moves so quickly we don't like stuff like this doesn't get a chance to register mm-hmm. and he was doing it in such a way in such a clandestine way that you didn't know it was Borat until like now okay um like you know before the scene of him going in dresses trump with pence right uh, in the movie itself prior to that he walks into the hotel in full kkk garb which cracked me up in like you know what i mean okay not- I'm not, you know, but I just thought that was, that was good, funny satire. But anyway, go ahead. So I'm just trying to find where it is because it popped up on my feed. Somebody retweeted the original news story of that from like May. Okay. Where it was just like, no, like there was no connection to Borat. There was no thing of like a state, like obviously everyone was like, well, we figure there's something going on. Um, I'm just trying right. to find it here. But- I was talking with the bassist about this. All right, the 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 clan cowl I can get because he runs in the bathroom and, and changes right out of it before anybody grabs him. But to me, I thought it would come out that if you get dragged out of the vice president's speech by the cops and or service, like they take down your name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they took his mask off, and I'm surprised that it that it was uh, Sasha Baron Cohen did that didn't come out. You know what I mean? Doing something at the Pence. Maybe it did, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it just seems like you get apprehended. They don't just go, oh, that, you know, we understand it was a gag. Go on your way. Like, no, sit down. What's your name? Let's see some ID. What, why are you doing this? You know what I mean? So, so it's actually from March, March 1st. It's confirmed that Gaylord National, and I don't know who, what that is. Um, it's a restaurant, I guess. Uh, Indeed had a KKK at their establishment. We contacted them and asked what they uh, 
that they addressed this with the public uh, and their position. Was told that the public relations director was off today. The Marriott (laughs) doesn't feel this is of urgency. And it's the shot, and it's from March 1st, it's a bunch of people taking a picture of him walking through, like coming out of the like coming out of the restaurant at the hotel and walking through the hotel in the full clan garb. And it's not like there's a bunch of replies to the thing of like, oh, this is obviously a prank or a hoax or whatever it is. So like a lot of this stuff was just happening and we didn't put it all together until now, I right. guess. Right. Fair enough. But I just want to say, as you're saying, you're, the, the, the debutante ball was your favorite. I think the hardest thing for me to watch was Borat's daughter giving the speech at the female Republican like thing after yeah. being in the, in the bathroom. I was like, woo. And I actually, I was talking with Matt, like I give them credit for like being in control of all that. Cause I was waiting for that to explode. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But yeah, it was, it was, it was a good movie. I wouldn't say it was a great movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I watched it once and I'm done. You know, I, mm-hmm. I stayed up later than I should have because, like, we were done recording. Uh, Previewing? Uh, no, we were done recording uh, at odds. Oh, okay. And it went up early. And I'm like, like, it was like a five-minute window. Like, if I had finished <laughs> at odds, like, five minutes earlier, I wouldn't have seen it until the next day. Right. Yeah. Um, so just real quick to wrap up between the sheets, uh, start off, uh, the one guy who hosts the show, David Bixenspan, uh, has been hired on as a consultant researcher, whatever, for the next season of Vice's Dark Side of the Ring, right? Oh, that's cool. Right. Really cool. Uh, it's really awesome for him. So my bit that I did at the beginning of the show was that he had told me a bunch of the episodes that they had already filmed. (laughs) It was a bunch of like inside jokes for the show and so on and so forth. And like one to pop. And like, I didn't tell him ahead of time. Like, I'm going to say this and this and this and this, this. Um, But the one that I said was the episode was going to be titled attention deficit criminals. The front row at the ECW arena. And where are they now? (laughs) All right. Oh, because it was just the anniversary of that the other day, Joe. Right. Right. So, I was just curious. Maybe, maybe, I, and now if that actually pops up on Vice at some point, you'll have to let me know if anybody calls them ECW fans attention deficit criminals. It will. It will. It will. It will. My, my reach is long, Joe. <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to ramble too much. This isn't your between the sheets. <laughs> well, listen, this is the rambling show, but I think we have a lot of. Uh, yeah. Right. Officially called the Dickin' Around Show. Right. Or as I call it, Long Box Heroes, home of the uninformed opinion. Now, that's the main show. Oh, yes. That's the uneducated opinion. My mistake. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Long Box Heroes After Dark. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, think of becoming a patron. A buck a month gets you the um, bonus shows. And then $5 a month gets you the two bonus shows before everyone else by like two weeks and get you After Dark early. Uh, inspired by the OVP, uh, our vantage point podcast. Uh, I don't know. Keep your eyes on this space, whatever this space is <laughs> on Sunday as you're listening to this. And, uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you two have, who have never tried out the, the, the Patreon before can get a chance to do so. Cool beans. Yes. Uh, so thanks you're for listening, listening everybody. To soon to uh, see you next week. Network, and- the Lamborghini. <laughs>
of Podcast Network.